CT Vader. Hi, all. Revisiting the DIY 2020 vids for a little refresher. So well done. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah. If you don't know what uh, CT Vader is talking about, um, it's so funny, CT Vader, because in our parking lot, you drive down the alley, you make a right-hand turn. There's always an SUV parked there. Its license plate is Vader. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think of you every day, CT Vader. Just want you to know that. So in our Patreon channel, the Do It Yourself series, excuse me, it's really, really good. Hey, we're live. How's everybody going? How's everybody doing? Stopping by to give thanks. Continuing education for dog owners and trainers is mandatory and grateful. Awesome. Dogs just stop doing bad shit. It's incredible. And then you get to start training your dog. Yeah! <laughs> hey, hey, everybody. How are you? This is Jeff Gelman of Solid Canine Training. And this is the lovely Joelle. And this is the What Would Jeff Do show. And we are here live. And um, we're in Providence, Rhode Island right now. The show is on every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then um, we also have a seminar series called Jeff Gelman Seminars. We'll actually be in Nashville, Tennessee this weekend. Looking forward to that. Yeah. And um, and then after that, we're back for a couple of weeks. And then we go um, to uh, Chicago. We're going to be in – actually, it's Bartlett, I think. So it's like – west of chicago so it's not right in downtown chicago i think that's mm -hmm. important because a lot of people are like oh it's in chicago i'm like well we put chicago because it's a major city and that is the problem solving seminar as well so I, I say that because that's a problem solving seminar this is a what would jeff do and if you notice by the questions other than your sound is off once you get past all those you'll see well we, we solved the problem we turned the sound on um yeah um uh, you'll see the most people want us to stop stuff. So in order to stop a behavior of a dog, you need to learn how to apply a punisher. Mm -hmm. Reward, so do it. So you're applying a punisher. Want to call it a correction. Punisher has been hijacked to mean abuse. It's the farthest thing from it. All a punisher is, is the opposite of a reward. That's all it is. And that's all just step one. Step one is just apply the punisher. It's one to three seconds. And there's 86,400 seconds in a day. The average dog stays at our training facility for 3.5 million seconds. Like, so we have to put everything in the scale. Oh my God, you punish a dog. It's like, yeah, one to three seconds. Now it might have to get punished every day for something, but it's still one to three seconds. So over the course of like, it stay here, maybe a minute total, mm. one minute. It's like, it's here for six weeks. It learns a ton of stuff. How do you think it learns? Reward-based stuff. So, and then we have the training center, which we do the whole thing. We deal with some very, very challenging dogs. We have a do not fail attitude here where there's nothing worse than dropping your dog off at the center and they call you up and saying, oh, sorry, we can't work with your dog. Right. It's like, no, you just don't know how to work with a dog. Right. It's not the dog. It's it's not the owner. It's your skill set. And that is, I'm not dissing any dog trainers out there. I'm just saying it's like, that's the job. That's the job. And, and also everybody, for everybody out there that's struggling with your dogs, I just want you to know, we struggle with the dogs here too sometimes. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean we don't know how to do it. It means they're struggling. We've got a dog. We've got a Ford. Okay. Right there. Separation okay. anxiety. This is, I might as well have this like, you know, strapped to my hand, strapped to Joelle's hand last night. You know, I, I was... I didn't get a wink of sleep. That's right, because this dog was not would not stop. It wouldn't stop. It, it's, it just barks. It doesn't know. It has massive separation anxiety. Therefore, it doesn't know to shut up in its crate at night. Mm -hmm. And here's the... Here, it happened already today. It's 6.30 when all the lights go off in the training room. The first thing it did... In fact, I knew it was 6.30. I was, I was in my side office there. Um, catching up on my Joe Rogan podcasts because I'm in my little break before I do the show, relaxing, um, getting hydrated, by the way, been doing pretty good. And all of a sudden um, I hear barking and I'm like, oh, it's 630. So as soon as the lights went off in the training room, the barking stops. So, yeah. so we barking st start. starts because so, everybody's gone. So we stop that. Separation anyway, anxiety. Here we go. And Joelle reads the questions. I answer them and let's get right into it because we only have an hour. Kathy B. Hi, everyone. Hey, Kathy B. Um, CT Vader. Hi, all. Revisiting the DIY 2020 vids for a little refresher. So well done. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah. If you don't know what uh, CT Vader is talking about, um, it's so funny, CT Vader, because in our parking lot, you drive down the alley, you make a right-hand turn. There's always an SUV parked there. Its license plate is Vader. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So 
I think of you every day, CT Vader. Just want you to know that. So in our Patreon channel, the Do It Yourself series, excuse me, it's really, really good. Next. Mm, Melissa said good evening, all. Hey, how are Hi, you? Hi, Melissa. Captain Rehab. Hi, Joelle. I didn't think you were Linda. Please tell Linda I say hello, though. I will. Actually, yeah, Linda hasn't been on the show for a long time, um, ever since all that nonsense happened and people started threatening the lives of her and my children with physical and sexual harm. Um, so it's time for her to, to jump off of that. But if you look in our stories on Instagram today, if you go to our Instagram, please go, actually, please go to our Instagram, go to the stories. There is a, a small post of Linda's new business that she just started, and she's doing tie-dye masks, but also a lot of other tie-dye stuff. So please swipe up, go to the website, bookmark it, and check it out. It'll be great if you guys supported her. So I know a lot of people miss seeing her, but you will not, unfortunately will not see her again on our social media due to uh, family security issues. All right, next. Laura, hey guys. Hey, how are you? Ari, hey guys. Hey, hey Ari. Oh, Ari, how are you? Brosif the dog says, hello. Um, hello. We don't talk dog here. Hello. Next. Purely balanced dog training. Hey, guys. Hey, how are you? CT Vader, by the way, do your seminars cover training, like come, place, etc.? Yes, we absolutely spend time on all the basics. I teach it. So we absolutely spend time. Yes, she does a wonderful job of that. We have we do, we do down, the way we teach down with remote, teach, the way we teach down without remote, the way we teach recall. Um, that's, that, those are short, very short modules, but they're, they're, um, they're complete though. So we take you through, um, uh, the priming of the dog CS, which is the continuous stim and CS, which is a non-compliant stim. And we, then we describe correction. We don't go to correction because most of the dogs are not savvy yet on the remote. So it wouldn't be fair, but you absolutely see dogs corrected though for other unwanted behaviors, but not for obedience. Next. Lauren said hello. Hey, Lauren. How are you? Monica. Hi, guys. Hey, how are you? Um, I already got bumped and the show just started. Um, Mish, is there such a thing as containment anxiety? Are some anxious dogs more successful outside of the crate? So, Mish, this is, a, this is very controversial. Um, is there such a thing as containment anxiety? Sure. But guess what? It can be fixed in seconds. We can have a dog that supposedly can't be kenneled. And they can be, and we can have them kenneled usually in a day, lying down in the kennel, um, sleeping. Now here's a dog that we're working with right now. So for instance, that just came in, been here for um, one day. The first night was a living hell, um, as far as from a human standpoint. But let's even take a step back. So he's getting better in the kennel, but right. initially, I couldn't even get him in. Right. He jumped on top of the kennel. Right. Like so, five times. But but. But I don't want to call that containment anxiety. See, I don't like to call it containment anxiety. I call it being a dick in the kennel. That's it. That's what it is. It's being a dick in the kennel. And the, and the reason why you don't need to write a book on it, and they have books on this, the reason why you don't have to drug the dog for this is because it can be stopped with training. With simple training, actually. It can be stopped with the proper application of a punisher of acting like an asshole in the crate. It really is as simple as that. It is as simple as that. What's acting like an asshole? Definitely barking in the crate. So definitely barking. Definitely, you know, nose. You know, everything. It starts out with the nose thing, yep. or the or the, or the paw Pawing. thing. Pawing, nosing, whining, barking, standing up. You know, it, all that can be stopped. Eventually, yeah. Once we pattern it enough, it's like standing up. It's yeah. Like, why are you standing up? Yeah. Everything. And then yes, the dog goes in, equipment free, lies down, and sleeps. So. To me, we can give it a title, but I think when you when you use a title saying your dog has containment anxiety, I think that makes someone feel almost hopeless. It limits you big time. I think it's like, oh my God, like it can't be fixed. But I'm right. telling you now, it's like, no, your dog's being a dick and we just teach it not to be a dick. Oh, I could do that. Exactly. You just need to know how to do it and then you need to apply it and apply it consistently. Consistently. Next. Mm-hmm. Peter, I love the real balance training you guys do. Love you guys. Thank you. And we do actually real balanced training. Next. Um, purely balanced canine. Thanks so much for your help with our excessively whiny six-month-old GSD. Tips for getting him to stop itching at the e-collar stim. He understands pressure on off, but he often ignores commands to scratch. So what I would do this, I've got a phrase called scratch on your <laughs> own time. Seriously. And I think dogs, if you've got children, you know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Hey, kids, it's time for dinner. I'm hold on. I'm almost done with this video game. It's like 
um, which circuit, circuit breaker shuts off the electricity to that TV, flip it. You'll be surprised how quickly your kid comes running down, yelling at you, which they would get um, in trouble for. But number two, you'd be surprised how quickly your kids listen to you now the first freaking time you tell them to come down for dinner. It's like, yeah, I got freaking power. It's called circuit breakers. Okay. I control the TV, kid. You don't. So, um, so what I do is it's possible that the dog is just saying, yeah, I'll get to you when I want to. What do you do? Leech pop next. Lauren, I have a seven month old American bulldog puppy. And up until this past month, he has been great. Of course. Now he's starting to bark and growl at strangers yes. in public. Yep. Whereas before he would greet almost anyone. Yep. This change occurred very suddenly. Yep. How should I correct him when he does this? So it just to make, just to let you know, Lauren, that makes your dog normal. Okay, make your dog normal. That's what dogs do. And wait until eight months, nine months, 10 months. So if anybody has said to you, oh, the dog will grow out of it. No, 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 no. The dog will grow into it and it will get worse. And then now you've got a full grown year old dog who possibly will be aggressive. So what do you do? You stop the growling. And well, the books say don't stop the growling because then the dog will like bite. suppress the growling and go right to a bite. 10,000 dogs, mostly aggressive. I've yet to see that. Do I, have a, do, am I, do I have a medical degree? No. Letters after my name? No. But I'm the fucking guy in the arena. And I'm the guy that travels the world, which doesn't give me credibility, but I'm just not seeing it. And I work with I work with aggressive dogs. I'm seeing I'm seeing dogs stopping growling, stopping the thought of growling, stopping biting, stopping the thought of biting, and just going. I think I'll ignore that person. No, apply your punisher next. If anything, if you stop the growling, the bite usually doesn't happen. It's the opposite of what they say. It's the opposite. Literally, literally, they tell you the opposite of what reality yeah. is. Then the dog is all of a sudden just going to like... Just bite. Not only that, it's going to ninja bite. Right. It's like... No signs. It's like all of a sudden the dog... You're just looking at the dog. All of a sudden, you start bleeding out of your arm. And you're like, I didn't happen? even see you move. That says, because that's because you suppressed my growl. And I've got ninja skills now. And I actually flew through the air, bit you, sat back down. Mm-hmm. Because you created a monster by stopping my growling. Yep. No. You fucking get rid of all of it. Yeah. And by the way, suppression of a bad behavior. Um, yeah. And my, um, I've been suppressed from robbing banks. I was just going to say, like, how many bad habits do people have? Like, for me, I used to have a really short temper. I'm surprised. Hold on here. Used to? I... <laughs> I suppress that a yes. lot. Well, no, no. well and now, did I learn alternate coping? Maybe, but you don't see me run to the gym every time I get upset. No, no. It's like that's my coping mechanism. Right. Yes, but it's not. I'm not like, oh my god, I want to freak out right now. But I go lift some weight. Right. Gotta but at the beginning of your transition from explosive um, behavior, yeah. was you definitely made a conscious effort to like. I'm going to be really careful with what I say next and how I act next. And then eventually it just became habit. Yes. It didn't happen with a human. It doesn't happen usually overnight. No. It's like, I'm going to work on these skills. But really, we're all suppressing something. Of course we are. It's like normal. That's okay. Healthy. Well, how about this? You see a beautiful woman and it's like, geez, do you, like, do you want to walk up to her and grab her boobs? It's like, you better not. Mm. It's not fucking acceptable. Yeah, I don't think we live in a society where you can just act on every impulse. Uh, no, so they've been suppressed. They've been suppressed. Right, and if you don't get suppressed, um, when she kicks you in the fucking nuts, oh, you'll learn suppression real quick. Mm -hmm. Next. Some life advice for you guys. Yep. Um, Melissa posted the link to Jeff Gellman's seminar. Oh, thank you. Oh, my God. Number two. Second time I've been bumped tonight. Irene says, hello, everyone. That's what she said. Hi, Irene. No, the second time I've been bumped. Oh, Lisa, hi. Hello, Lisa. How Ari, are you? can I teach a dog when it needs to stop barking? Guard dog scenario where barking is okay in an alert sense, but needs to stop once we say? Yes, absolutely. Just teach it, the, teach it a command, like quiet or enough. 
So again, the word doesn't matter. It's like one bark, two bark, three barks, enough, boom. And then you stop it. Next. Um, Melissa posted the link to your Instagram. Awesome. And Instagram is great. And Instagram stories is great. And we got great, great content on there. Next. Uh, you, Ron. Hi, Jeff and Joel. I have a one-year-old Malinois. He walks great in heel when he's only with me. But when I'm with a friend or anyone else, he loses all his training, gets too excited. What do you suggest? So right off the bat is right when you start the walk, I would suggest bonking. No bonk. Is the dog the least bit aroused? Is he scanning around? Is he getting too excited? Now, trust me, I don't want dogs to not like their walks. I want dogs to enjoy their walks. But what I don't want is my my trained Malinois to act like a dick on the walk. So what do you have to do? You've got to apply a punisher that says, cut the shit and then walk like the way you've been trained. And by the way, doing the cut the shit protocol, that is training. Yeah. And like in that instance, you're just correcting the behavior. You're not making the walk suck. Right. It's like, no, your state of mind sucks. Right. Let's stop that. Well, because you're saying no and then boom. And the dog's like, oh, so I'm not allowed to walk at all? I didn't say that. Right. I just said. That's what everybody thinks, though. Every, oh, crook the dog. Everything is going to suck. The, the, the next, whole world is going to suck. The, the next 10 years are scratched. Done. 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 The only thing we want to do is, it, it, I was going to make a 2020 joke, but actually I'm glad 2020 happened, you know, because 2020 was a fucking game changer, you know, so, um, and you, well, or you can, or you can make it miserable or you can make it the great, one of the greatest years that you've ever been alive. Next. Um, Zach, hi guys, love you. Just joined Joelle's Patreon. First one killed me. Glad to see you, Zach. I want you to know <laughs> uh, I'm proud of you. Good job, Zach. And Zach, I don't know if there's anyone that's ever said the first one didn't kill me. So, yeah. so you're in very, very good company. All I know is this: it's not supposed to be easy, but I will tell you, it's not like she makes them hard on purpose. No, it's that like, you. It's you guys. like this is where I know you want to get stick to it and you can do it. Mm -hmm. And I remember like she does this one thing with her toe touches and I'm sure there's videos you can watch of her doing. She's on the, 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 to pull, the pull up bar and if they're called toe touches though. Toes to bar. Toes to bar. Remember you couldn't do one. No. And now you're banging out eight to 10. Like it's nothing. And how did you start doing that? Discipline. Discipline. And you also worked on probably other body parts. Yeah. Yeah. Next. Four ninety nine top chat. Oh, awesome. From the noble dogs, what would Jeff do to regulate food and water intake during a board and train? Don't want accidents in the house. Also, don't also want to make sure they have enough food and water. Well, food is easy. You get let's see, you get two cups of food a day. That's all you're eating is two cups a day. I control the food. That's an easy one. Water. If a dog cannot self-monitor its own water, because some dogs cannot. Yeah, we had one of those. Some dogs cannot. Then you take the water bucket out of their crate, and you only give them access to water at certain times. And when they've had enough, you 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 take you know you 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 remove the water. So you're not starving the dog. You're not dehydrate you know forcibly dehydrating the dog. You're literally monitoring its food and water. And some dogs are not responsible enough to have access to water. Food should never be free feeding, in my opinion. Mm -mm. No. It's like, and I'm not against food in bowls, but us being a training center, we feed dogs as we train. But eventually they transition to in the bowl because we're done with food training. Next. Maria, hi, I've had great success with my Wheaton, thanks to you. But I have a small dog now and I'm struggling with resource guarding. It just seems different to apply the principles with a toy breed. Nope. Same thing. Same thing. No, teach the out command the exact same way. Toy breed or not, okay? Because you know why? If you don't stop this resource guarding and that dog has to be put down because resource guarding is a killable offense in, a, in most shelters, okay? Or it's a crappy limited life. Um, and it's a crappy way to live with a resource guarder because it starts with a food bowl when it can expand to actually humans. The dog actually can guard a human as well. And, um, and if you have to put that dog down, your heart's going to break whether it was that dog or a Roddy. You know, so it's the same protocol and you'd be surprised toy breeds. They don't get a fucking free pass. No, they can get no. nasty. That's why there's so many little shit toy breeds out there. Brittany. Hi guys. Love what you do. Thank you, Britt. Bo. Hello from Oso and mom. Oso has a big success to report. He had his first vet visit and he was a perfect boy nice. even for the nail trim. This wow. is a huge difference wow. after training. The previous owner had to sedate him as he was snarling and growling. We were very happy. 
He was a perfect gentleman for his nails here, but obviously because right. we, we trained him. him. Yeah, yeah, that's good though. I love Oso. That, but that's good to go to a to go. To, vets are stressful enough. Yeah. So just going to the vet office is stressful enough, even for a well-trained dog. My dogs don't behave. Yeah, at the vet. they fall apart at the vet. Now, number two, to get your nails cut at the vet, and there's a reason why they used to have to sedate the dog, probably because he was dangerous and out of control. Mm -hmm. And for him to like be a perfect gentleman to get a nail cut in a vet office, wow, that's impressive. So kudos to you. Next, Brosive the dog. Hello, dog chewing or eating sticks? A problem to worry about. Australian Shepherd never throw sticks to him or encourage chewing. Yeah, uh, yes, because the dog could die because a stick is not. Um, it, a stick is could be very very sharp, and it could perforate some inside stuff. Oh, yeah, there's more. He said he will drop, no problem, but when I'm not home, he's outside, so who knows? Yeah, who knows? Yeah. So who knows? So, you know, the thing, and I'm not against outside dogs at all. I own an outside dog, but if I had a dog that was that I was outside, that was eating sticks, you know, I'd have to, and you don't want to muzzle the dog, because a lot of dogs can eat a stick through the muzzle, but sometimes they can. They, they cannot. So, to me, I would set the dog up, remote collar, let him go to the stick, and You'd hit the tone button, which is going to be your no marker, and then you go to correct. And then the dog learns that sticks are hot. Next. Kayla, do you have any safety tips for kennel tech type jobs where you come in contact with potentially new dogs every day? I already used threshold permission work as a default, but any other tips? Tons of tips. Tons. Too many to list on here. Number one, a lot of it comes from your gut instinct. A lot of it comes from your reflexes. A lot of it comes from you being able to read a dog in one second or less. And um, you have to be really good at getting a slip lead on a dog that's potentially dangerous to get a have a leash on that dog to do a self-preservation move if you need to. Um, one of the things you can do is muzzle the dog up if you can get a muzzle on the dog. And then also do kettle drills, do spatial pressure drills, and also do slip lead on, slip lead off, or collar on, collar off drills. And... Um, a big thing is opening up the kennel door, and if the dog tries to rush out, slam that kennel door really, really, really hard. You're not going to hurt the dog. Make sure you don't catch their feet in the in the door. Um, but that's a game changer in the dog's attitude. Next, four ninety nine for the noble dogs. Do you use a large lump of training and use all the food in one setting, or do you break it up throughout the day? Historically, it's broken up throughout the day. But again, it's like what works for you. What works for you? Next. Shanna, I have a foster that I can't get to be quiet. He has a bark collar at its max, and I have an e-collar on him that I stimulate manually. He'll blow past both collars and will still whine and be vocal. There is no other unwanted behavior in the kennel. No stress drool, no batting at the bars. He will also sometimes bark, howl while laying down. Not yeah. sure what else to do. So what I would do is this. Number one, I don't know what brand of collar you're using. Number one, I would get rid of the bark collar while you're home, and I would go to manual only. Number two, keep a leash on the dog, okay? Have the leash on the dog while you are home, please. And you're, you have eyes on the dog, whether it's through a video camera or not. And you can take the leash and clip it to the outside kennel so it doesn't get pulled in. It, it, there's, a, there's a small, small percentage of safety um, um, uh, issue that could go wrong, um, but but your eyes are on the dog. You're not leaving the dog unattended. Um, the dog starts barking and whining. You pull the dog out. Um, you see, Well, you say no first, pull the dog out, bonk it, put the dog back in. It sounds really mean, but I don't want to be listening to a whining dog. Next. Is that another top chat? Yep. 499 from the Noble Dogs. How often do you potty the dogs? What is your protocol for making sure all the dogs have time to potty? Um, we potty the dogs just on a schedule. They like the boarding train dogs. Is there, there's a specific schedule when they seven, 12, four, nine. Yeah. So 7am when they wake up nine o'clock when they go to bed and then two official times during the day. But, but that does not include like during the walk. If they have to go to the bathroom right, on the walk, potty them on the walk right? Yeah. So, but those are like, we call it, you know, the dogs are being rotated. So the dogs get rotated out officially like literally go down the line that they go outside to make sure that they they do get those potty times and that's probably like one more time than you actually need to but we just we just that's just the protocol we have next zach oh my god you guys got a danny devito throw pillow was that because of my roommate's questions so zach 
the worst. We have two Danny DeVito pillows. And they sparkle. And, 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 you ready? Yeah. Okay. This is what I have to share office space with. All right. And yes, that was because of your roommate's question. Next. David, I rescued a new dog, and the first thing I wanted to train was sit. I could not get her to sit. Come to find out she has back issues and hip issues. I've always used sit to segue into other training and commands. Heel, mm. stop and sit every 20 feet. Yep. Prevent from running out the door. Sit and give permission to walk out. Wait before getting in yep. the car. Yep. What is the best way to move forward with training? So, so David, so number one, no problem with all with teaching sit as your first command. I like to do a command in movement, though, as the first command. So a kennel drill, spatial pressure drill, place command. But we do also, everything you mentioned about sit, we also do as well. But sometimes when you get a new dog in, it's a little bit nervous, a little bit fearful. Sometimes getting into a sit can be challenging, which is fine. You want to challenge the dog. But I like to do things in motion first. Um, and then we just add sit in eventually. Eventually, like, you know, the, we read the dog. It could be on day two. Next. But the dog has back issues. So oh, so, so when you've got a dog Let's with do a back, stand. when you have a dog with back issues, we actually do not require the sit. So on the walk, you just have to stop. And maybe I'll also practice some downs on the walk as well. So come to a stop, go into a down and they can sphinx into a down. Next. Mish, the reason I ask about containment anxiety is because my dog has destroyed two crates. Correction in the crate wasn't getting better after five weeks, but doing much better out of the crate. But I fear a fail. So this is the thing. I am not opposed to dogs being out of crates. I'm opposed to dogs destroying your house. I'm opposed to dogs barking out windows all day when nobody's home. I'm opposed to dogs pissing and shitting in your house. Um, but also the crate is, I also don't know your skill set and don't know what you did. I have no idea what you did. So we have people that go to our weekend seminars that cannot crate their dog. They say, never be able to crate my dog. All right? And guess what? The dogs are in crates at the seminars. And then they go home and the dog crates up fine. So there's, there's a possible skill set that you just don't know about that's missing. But... That would be a one-on-one -on -one online consult. And I don't say that so you'll sign up for a one-on-one -on -one online consult because we need to talk face-to-face -face about like what you did, what worked, what didn't work. And you can also send me videos. But we get every dog on our property. And trust me, we don't get easy dogs here. We get dogs that destroy not only crates, but their teeth. We get dogs that destroy their nose. We get dogs that literally break out of crates and jump through windows. We get dogs that like, like do all kinds of things. So then there's also a lot of protocols you can be doing out of the crates. Like, are you holding your dog accountable out of the crates as well? Next. 499 top chat from Ashley. She said, just because. Oh, Ashley. Love you. Thank you, hon. Lauren said, thank you. You're welcome, Lauren. Melissa posted a link to my Patreon channel. Oh, yep. Thank you, and, Melissa. Yep, thank you, Melissa. And definitely everybody check out um, Joelle's Patreon channel. One of the things that that was um, that came to fruition because of COVID. Yeah. Yeah. A business. Yep. I got a little crazy and didn't know what to do with myself. And, well, and I might as well yep. start business. And it's building. It's building and building and building every day. And you've got yourself a great fucking tribe. Sure do. And you're doing another Zoom tomorrow night with your tribe, yep. which is really, really exciting because they I know they love it. And um, I watch you do it, and, and I know you're loving it. And then um, also, we've got a social media company, um, JG Media Services. Um, that's being launched in two weeks, where we'll, where we'll be making like short videos, stuff for your social media platforms, for small companies, anywhere from a 20-second clip to a five-minute clip. Um, we'll be doing that. And more information will be up on our main website. We'll put a link on that um, as well. And we're going to obviously promote that you know, heavily next. Kathy B, I have a dog that I have to monitor water after heavy exercise. He'll tank when super hot. I let him have a small amount while hot, then he drinks normally when cool. Yeah, yeah, you got to be really careful because some dogs, some dogs also will go to the water bowl when they're nervous. Yeah. Yep. She also said if he tanks, he can't hold it all 
and he will pee in the house. Yeah, the bladder. I know. It's like, where's all that water going? Oh, there it goes. <laughs> yeah. In one side, out the other. Yep. Brad, I'm fostering a one and a half year old Belgian Malinois. He was found in home with 40 plus dogs and was terrified of humans. Working with him, he now enjoys humans, but he's terrified of being touched. Can this be fixed? Yes, it can be fixed. But this is what I want you to do, Brad. Don't let people touch him right now. Don't let people touch him. So first of all, kudos to you for getting him to the level that you got him. Mm. So and a lot of people will say, oh, he must have been abused. He probably was not abused. Well, living with 40 dogs. Well, yeah, that's abuse right there. Well, let's pretend he didn't because he's living with you now, Brad. It's just, you know, you, you and him. Okay. So what I would do is this. Get him, get him clicker savvy. Get him clicker savvy. So clicker train the dog. Get his daily food, all right? And this is the way he's going to eat lunch, and it's going to start with you and dinner or breakfast or whatever. You're going to hold your hand right by him. Click reward. First, clicker condition the dog. We've got a video on our FAQ on how to do that. Hold your hand on, on the top of him. Click and reward. Three to four times around his body the first session without touching the dog. And then on the second or third session, lightly touch the dog. No words. Don't be like, could you? No words. Touch, click, food. Touch, click, food. Touch, click, food. And then start putting more pressure. And then obviously, then start doing movements. And now, all of a sudden, the touch game is the food game. And I'm a Malinois, and I like to eat. And I think I like that game. Mm -hmm. Now, that does not mean a complete stranger can go up to your dog and pet your dog. In fact, complete strangers probably shouldn't go up to Malinois and pet them. Yeah. Because what they do is they stick their face in the Malinois or they go like, do this movement, which is how you make a Malinois bite your hand. So you got to be really, really careful um, with that. So what I would do is the fact that you can have them around a lot of people um, and then do the touch game. How, do, well, how is the adopter going to be able to touch them? Well, you're going to find an adopter that understands the, the, the dog's issues. Mm -hmm. Next. Broseph the dog, thank you for the stick chewing advice. Oh, you're, you're welcome, Broseph. Candace, I have a prong collar and an e-collar on my eight-month-old Weimariner when we go for walks. He has come a long way with these tools. He wears the e-collar most of the day, and the prong comes on for walks only. Okay. We still have the work to do because he freaks out when I go to put the prong and leash on. He will come off his place and run to his crate and lie down. Right. I make sure the door is closed. Good. I try to be firm on getting him back to his place and he will eventually go, but his tail is between his legs. Right. Okay. So most people are going to assume it's because the prong collar hurts. It's not because the prong collar hurts. We've seen that same behavior with a slip lead. Okay. So smart kudos to you for closing the crate door. This is what I would do. Ready? Put a slip lead on the dog first. Then remember that little thing I just did, Candace, with the touch, the clicker food? You're doing the same thing with the prong collar. Take the prong collar, connect it. So now it's in a circle. I've got a video called Rupert Collar Conditioning. Rupert Collar Conditioning. Watch that video. This is a dog that when it saw, it saw any collar. Not a prong, not the mean evil prong collars. With the nice martingales and the nice flat ones, it attacked the owner. And we got that dog to the point where it would run across the room. It was a little bulldog. Run across the room, stand up on a little stool, stick its head out, and put a collar on and love every minute of it. Next. Mm, Jay, a 12-month-old Dobie, can't seem to break through the last bit of arousal, shakes off Punisher. Yeah, so you got to find a Punisher that works. Bonker. I'm telling you, mm. you bonk a dog correctly, it's a game changer. And yeah, I have dogs, we have dogs that blow through 100 on the remote, but guess what? Bonker, they're like, that sucked. Next. Dan, so grateful for you. I run a rescue, had my worst anxiety case come in and out of 183 dogs and an e-collar fixed her in one day. Thanks, Jeff. Now I need a bark collar for when I'm gone. What brand? So first of all, um, Dan, thank you for the work you do because you do work that I could never do. I can't do rescue. I can't do shelter. I'm just not my thing. So I like working directly with families. I like I, I like that interaction. But kudos to you. Kudos to you. And, 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 and here we go. Point proven out of 183 dogs, the worst anxiety case that he's ever had, and in one day, he fixed it. That's what I mean. 
or he could have spent, oh, I spent six months working on it. So because I wanted to grow my angel wings. It's like, so you kept you kept the dog stressed out for six months when I'm giving you information on how to fix it in one day. And Dan actually used that information and he proved it as well as tens of thousands of other people. Mm -hmm. So what brand, um, and I'm not saying that for like ego strokes because my ego is, is, is stroked by your success, not by my knowledge. Um, I just like to see people not just take this knowledge and absorb it, but use it. Mm -hmm. Um, so the Garmin Bark Limiter, E-Collar Technologies, uh, what do they call it? Sensitive Dog Collar or something like that. I it's the one, I think it's the only one that E-Collar Technologies is selling right now. Try those two. Next. Emily, my brother has one. It makes him wear a gimp mask all the time. <laughs> the Danny DeVito Villa. <laughs> David okay. said thank you. I bet you Joelle's going to go on Amazon tonight <laughs> and buy one. Next. Just put a... Never mind. Next. Lauren, what would be some examples of Punisher? Depends on what the behavior is. A Punisher is anything that the dog takes negatively. You can do you can do anything. We we don't use penny cans. Penny can, squirt bottle, a bonker, remote cow. A remote cow can be used as a Punisher, also as a reward-based system. A leash pop. I mean, everybody should know what a Punisher is, because that's how you stop an unwanted behavior. But remember, a Punisher is also comes from an unemotional state. It's just a matter of fact. You say the word no and you deploy. No to mark the bad behavior, just like yes to mark the good behavior, and then a reward, which is historically food, to follow up with a yes for the good behavior, and then no, and then punisher. And everybody should know punishers. Everybody should know a punisher. Because if you don't know how to use a punisher on your dog properly, how are you going to have a fully trained, off-leash, reliable dog? And a lot of people will say, well, I didn't have to use a punisher. I don't believe them. I actually don't believe them. I have seen people actually punish a dog in a video. I don't comment because I'm not that guy and say, we didn't use any punishers. I'm like, I just saw you use a punisher. I just saw you fucking punish that dog. People think punishing is yelling and screaming and putting the dog in timeout. I'm like, no, no, apply the punisher. That's one second, maybe two tops three and then move on with life. It's literally part of the conversation. It's literally part of the conversation. That's it. It's not this like, like this nagging thing like your mom used to do. It's not like sometimes couples punish each other with silence. Do you know what I mean? They use that to manipulate each other. It's not this like couples have a one small disagreement and they don't talk to each other for three days. It's like, I struggled with this, the way you said this. Okay. Thank you for letting me know. And then, great. Now let's go on with, like, life. Because mm -hmm. life is, guys, life is short. Like, like some people will not wake up tomorrow morning. And I would hate to have somebody, the last thing that they did was, like, be the one that's alive. The last conversation they had with their loved one was a negative experience. Yeah. So let's just... Get over it quick. Same with a dog. So everyone should learn how to apply a punisher because that's how you stop unwanted behaviors. And frankly, we'd have more dogs alive and people could have do stuff for their dogs. We've got like how many times have people sat on our couch? We just had a couple that, that dropped off this dog that we're talking about here. Louis saying we can't even leave our house. Mm -hmm. We can't go on date night. Could you imagine? Could you imagine? Happy couple. You know what? Let's adopt a dog. They adopt a dog. Mm -hmm. Guess what? Now you can't leave your house. Right. Yeah. That's not the way I was planning on things. And of course shit happens like COVID. Of course shit happens that you weren't planned for. But it's like, but that's though, it's, I don't want to say it's easily fixable because he's going to be a challenging dog. But it's like, it's definitely fixable. Mm -hmm. It's not like a brain, a brain tumor or like. Um, a dog that's like on the learning curve that's not that's not proper. It's not some genetic malfunction. It's just bad behavior. He's already doing better. Would he get one correction tonight? Yeah, one correction. This yeah. time last night he was... He was already on his sixth. Next. Probably. Um, my dog is smart and well-behaved. How many times do you need to bonk your dog to teach them no? So smart and well-behaved doesn't make no, it... No, that's their handle. Oh. Oh. Well, I think your dog goes... You should change your handle to my dog needs to be bonked. Um, 
depends on your bonking skills, depends on your bonking timing, also depends on, on what's the dog doing. But historically, one good bonk stops it, but you might have to do two or three in a row. No bonk, no bonk, no bonk. But don't, don't put, you know, if you're bonking 20 times for the same thing, you're probably doing it wrong. Let's put it that way. But don't put like, historically, for most things, one bonk is enough. But that doesn't mean three means you did it wrong. You know, but if you're doing it 20, it's like you're probably not doing it right or your timing was off or definitely your force was not enough. Next. Mm -hmm. Peter, how early can you introduce a prong collar? Um, depends on the size of the dog. I mean, if you've got a 14-week-old dog that's dragging your ass down the street, introduce it then. Next. Elise, how to work with... How to work place with a dog that has issues, arthritis, getting up and down, having a hard time getting more than a few reps at a time. So number one, you can use like a bath mat, um, you know, a flat surface. And if you want to just start doing place, standing up, place, standing up, do, do all your repetitions standing up, all your repetitions standing up, getting the dog to go to place and stand on place. So the dog understands the concept of place and then do like a final down. And it's like, great, now we're done. We normally don't, don't do that. We want place to mean go to the mat and lie down. But since you're trying to get your reps in, just do them standing up. Next. Mm -hmm. Candice, when we go for walks, my pup is pulling still even though he has a prong collar and an e-collar. He doesn't pull too bad, but he needs to keep his pace with mine. Currently, his shoulders are in line with my knees, but I'd like for his ears to be in line with my knees so he can focus on me. Right. When he pulls ahead, I correct with e-collar and say heel. He will shake his head, slow down for a second, but then he will walk at a faster pace than me. How can I perfect his walking and keep his focus okay. on me? What I want you to do, remember this, Candace, is prong collars and remote collars are tools that communicate the training. If the training is not proper, the tools won't make a difference. So I've seen dogs literally drag their owners down the street with a prong collar on. Why? They didn't know what they were doing. It's just a collar. Okay? The remote collar, you can push a button on a remote collar, and the dog could speed up. The dog could jump on you. The dog could hit the ground. Again, it's just a tool. So what I want you to do is I want you to watch our spatial pressure video. Spatial pressure video. I think Joel will be putting up one, another one in a couple of days, but there's one right now on our Patreon channel. And the do-it-yourself, I think you're putting up a general one um, as well. Just It's more of like a, like a troubleshooting one. Mm -hmm. A little troubleshooting one that we shot the other day. Um and do that. I actually want the dogs behind us. So what you can do now is watch the spatial, spatial pressure video. Watch that. Also, watch my 180 video. My 180 video. It, so in my search box of the YouTube, type in 180. Watch that. And then also make a bunch of left turns into the dog, right turns away from the dog, and, and do quick motions while you're turning. Pop the leash. Make sure your dog is focused on you. Next. Jamie. Um, hi, just want to say thank you. I'd asked about my dog who was afraid of new sidewalks, grates, and bridges a while back. Could never get a proper heel down, so I brought a prong, and within the second day, he walked across a different shaded piece of sidewalk so confidently. And today, I took him across a bridge he absolutely hates where I used to have to carry him on during the hike. I feel so much better about taking him out. Awesome. Proud of you. Proud of you. Good job. Emma, how can you teach place without one of those mats you have? You don't have to use the mats we have. You can use any surface, any towel, any a towel, a bath mat, a t-shirt. It, it, it could be a carpet square. It could be anything. Place all places. We just use those places because we can stack them, hose them down. They're durable. They're 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 like they're, they don't get destroyed as much. Um, they're good. You can leave them outside if they were outside in the rain, they'd be fine. Um, so it doesn't have to be those. All places is. is Go to an object. You can teach place on a tree stump. Yep. You can teach place on a piece of paper. Next. Um, Kendra, hello, Jeff and Joel. Thank you so much for everything you do. Oh, Kendra, thank you. Melissa posted a link to your Patreon channel. Oh, thank you. Uh-oh. Kendra, my dog is well-trained in basic commands, and I'm not expecting perfection. However, there are times when I give a command, he just stares until I have to say it again. I'm repeating myself more than necessary, and he definitely knows these commands. How can I adjust to increase his motivation or confidence to respond? We are using a prong collar at the moment. Much love. So this is the thing, Kendra. If your dog definitely 
100% knows the command. And you've done hundreds of repetitions. And let's say you took food out and the dog would fly into the command because there's something in it for them. So that means they really know the command. Like when you say down to a dog and it looks at you like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And all of a sudden you take a food morsel out and that dog flies to the ground. It's like, so you do know down, but you're just waiting. Mm -hmm. So now it's time to go into correction mode. And that's the missing link with a lot of, well, with a lot of owners and dogs is they keep their dogs in kindergarten. So correction mode is, this is in obedience. We're talking about obedience here. And we're talking about a dog that's done hundreds of reps. And we're talking about a dog that does know the command. Context to people. I got to precede all this shit or else people are like, yeah, he hangs dogs when they, when they don't do a downstay. It's like, no, I choke a dog when it, to break up a dog fight. That got turned into, he hangs dogs when he, they don't do a downstay. So if you understand anything about leaf pressure, though, why would you go up when you're trying to teach down? Exactly. And what purpose does it take to hang a dog right. to teach a downstay? Right. You know, like, that doesn't make sense. But to break up a dog fight, that's smart dog handling. So what you do is no consequence. So you got a prong collar, no sideways to downward pop. No sideways to downward pop. And then you might have to say no again and guide the dog. You have to teach the dog what to do after it's being corrected. All right? The problem is your dog's training you, which is common. Makes your relationship with the dog not acceptable, but normal. Next. Um, King Midas, do you create your personal dogs at night? Absolutely. Yep. Kayla, uh, my dog just caught a squirrel. She let it go and it ran away, so I think it's okay. Would you stop her from chasing things now while out in nature or it's instinct? What I would do is I'd make sure my dog had really good recall so I can call my dog off of prey. Now it boils down to personal choice. If you don't want your dog to chase prey at all, don't let your dog pr chase prey. Next. Dan, huge respect to you, Jeff. Thanks for applying. I can't wait to get a Skype session with you someday. Awesome. Yeah. If you want to do a one-on-one -on -one online consult, you just, we make it so, we do so many of them. You know, today I talked to Japan. Wow. And Norway. Wow. And then I talked to um, Washington State, and they could even go outside. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, great day for a online consult. Um, and then I, who else did I talk to? I did four today. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, busy day. I'm doing, I'm doing like three or four a day now, these, these online consults. So a lot of people are struggling. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to what we're doing, too. Kim, first time viewer. What's a bonker? Go to my website. Look it up. It's a wrapped up towel. It's good. Google my name, Jeff Gelman Bonker. Oh, you'll see all kinds of all, all kinds of stories. This front page of the Scottish newspaper, the BBC, but you the, the word abuse is always in the title too. That's always there. It's like Jeff Gelman Dog Abuse. Can I tell a story abuser. about our Airbnb hosts who Googled your name? Yes. So we're at our Airbnb in Turks and Caicos, okay? So another country where dogs are treated not like babies. They're treated right. like dogs. And our host was like, oh, I Googled your name, Jeff. And she saw everything. And she's just like, I know, like, how social media, like, she wasn't phased. Right. Like, they're very awesome, down-to-earth people. Right. She's like, I get it. She also. And then she's like, how do I stop my dog from barking and looking at people? Right. And we talked to her about the bonker. And she's like, okay. Yeah. yeah. Like, no big deal. Yeah. But the reason, the reason why she wasn't phased, because, I mean, I used to be, I used to own sex shops, you know, 15 years ago. It's like, because. Um, you're mature and yeah. you're not a troll and you're not like, 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 and also you're actually a, an honest person Yeah. and you're not hiding. You know what I mean? And you're not, you're not, you're not, you're not suppressing. I'm, my my point is though, it's like, it's no big deal. It's, it's no big deal. Especially like in other countries, like for the most part, like a lot of times when I'm traveled internationally and I tell people that I'm a dog trainer, they're like, why? why? <laughs> like, why? Why would you have to train someone's dog? <laughs> I know. They think it's so weird. Right. Why, why can't owners just do it themselves? It's like, because, or like oh, their dogs just kind of roam around. Like they probably don't even know their names. But, but no, it's they also it's because, like, because, because, because dog owners in the United States have been scared. They've been literally brainwashed into thinking that if you do all these things, You'll ruin your dog with your relationship with your dog. Therefore, you need to hire a certain type of dog trainer yeah. to make sure you don't do it wrong. When in fact, your natural gut instinct, if you're not humanizing the dog, is probably right. Mm -hmm. Right. And 
it's so funny that people like in the UK, I had to cancel all my European tour and New Zealand and Singapore and um, uh, Australia because of COVID, because I'm, I'm, you can't fly. You can't even go into these countries. Yeah. And um, it's funny because the amount of hate that comes out of the UK, I love you, BBC. Um, I'm coming back, by the way. Okay. Um, uh, uh, what the funny thing is, it's like, oh my God, how was the seminar? I'm like, seminar was fantastic. Yeah. The people that come to these seminars. They want to be there. They want to be there. We're not forcing them to go. Okay. Yeah, it's like, I'm in a voluntary transaction business. Do you really think that, like, Jeff Gelman coming to your country, city, state with 30 other people is going to overrun <laughs> your fucking state? And I don't get into fucking politics, okay? But there's a lot bigger things to worry about out there besides hush. me. All right, David, my dog. Did you just fucking hush me? Hush. With, that with might the even, chapstick in my but hand. But that might even be worse than the hand. Hush. You just fucking did. You just hush Zip me. Zip your lip. <laughs> David, my dog has started growling sometimes when he's laying and you touch her. How should I address this? I read it's a bad idea to correct a warning. Yeah, I read that too. And I don't believe a fucking thing about it. First of all. We just talked about that. We just talked about it, David. Um, so number one is I'm a big fan of leaving laying dogs alone. Now, should you be able to walk up to your laying dog and touch it? Yes, you should. But I historically, if I see my dog laying down, I'm just like, oh, I'll leave you alone. And trust me, my dogs don't growl when I touch them, ever. But I just respect them to leave them alone. That does not mean you have to. But if I was to touch my dog laying down and it growled, I would say no and probably bonk it. Next. And sorry, I know I said next. And all the bullshit that you hear about, you shouldn't correct the growl because then next time it'll bite. It's like, okay. Haven't seen it yet, but okay. Next. Emma, how do you punish a dog that chewed things up when you're not home? Um, so your dog broke out of the crate and chewed things up. Next. Melissa, I have a year-old border collie. I think he has been chewing his legs and ripping chunks of fur yeah. out when he's alone in the kennel due to boredom. Is it wrong to give him chew things in his kennel? No, it's not wrong at all to give him chew things in his kennel. Just be Hold on, there's more. He okay. knows how to be calm. He knows well. Um, he does well on place, and when he goes in his kennel, it's just when he is alone yeah. in the kennel. So he could be stressed. So I'm not against chew toys in the kennel. Just be careful what chew toys you give them. They can become certain chew toys can be. Um, chewed apart too easily and become impacted. I have no recommendations of good chew toys at all. I'll let you do the research on that. Um, but and someone will say, well, exercise a dog more. It's like, no, of course you exercise your dog. You know, but but that's not going to stop what's, hap what's happening next. Balanced bloodhounds. I have a female bloodhound adopted at age two in April who is fearful and shy, but never aggressive. She has had a litter of puppies, two weeks old and while pregnant, and now with puppies, she's acting aggressive towards strangers. Understand behavior near puppies or in our yard, but doing it on walks now. Tries to run towards and snap at people when they get within range. So your dog is not healing next to you. Two puppies are acting aggressive. No, she's probably lunging on the leash. So how old are they, though? The puppies are two weeks old, but the mom is just being aggressive in general oh. now. The mom, yeah. Even that's on walks, that, right. walk, right. so. Yes, because that's what's a mom. It's a, so when a female just has a litter, historically, historically, not every dog out there, but there's a good percentage of dogs. I don't know what percentage it is. There's a percentage of dogs that definitely will start acting more aggressively protective when they never did before. And we find a tend that that usually goes in sync, in sync with like, you're a new mom and like that's just what it is so but still you can still correct it so correct that behavior because that's not it that's not an excuse because if your dog lunges at me and bites me and you're like oh i'm sorry it just had a litter of puppies i'm gonna be like tell that to the judge like your dog just freaking bit me or ripped my clothes next sean are you guys in the same room no i'm in no. I, i'm in i'm right now in um Maine, and you're um, on Turks and Caicos. Our video editing is that good that you yep. can't even tell we're on a split screen. Yep. Dan, during this podcast, I just bonked three dogs for almost getting into a bit of a fight. All my current fosters are pit bulls. They're all back to laying down, chewing their bully sticks. Easy. Dan, isn't that the best thing in the world? Next. Lori, I'm a fan of Solid Canine and a firm believer in your work. I have followed your advice, watched videos, and everything I followed with a bonker and prong collar. 
My now 11-month-old pit bull has responded well. I asked what to do about my dog food guarding and potential food aggressive only eating when any of my kids go near his food. Your advice was feed him in a crate and leave the food down 15 minutes, take it away. I started this advice, my husband disagreed, and my dog bit my 15-year-old son. It caused a big, oh boy, there's, I don't know where the rest is, but. So let me just talk, talk to, so Lori, hopefully I also told you to teach the out command as well. Hopefully I told you to teach the out command as well. But, you know, you and your husband need to be on the same page or else people get bit. So teach the out command because even if the dog was eating out of the crate, it shouldn't be biting your kid. No fault of yours. Now we have information. Teach the out command as well. Also, I'm a big fan of you should be able to walk up to your dog's food bowl when it's eating. You should be able to. But also, I'm a big fan of telling all the kids to when you see the dog eating out of its food bowl, leave it alone. Leave it alone. Most dogs eat in like one minute. Next. David, hi, Jeff. Love your training videos. Keep up the great work. Thank you. Thank you. And we got a great staff here, too. Just keep that in mind that, like, I'm just the big mouth of the company. Yes, I can train a dog. I mean, I started the company. I founded it. and um, But I've got an incredible staff, Joelle being one of those incredible people. And they do a great job um, uh, training the dogs. Um, Joelle does a great job training the dogs, but also documenting them and then editing the videos and then putting them up so we can share for free as much knowledge as we as we can next dan tell the force free community to eat a bag of bully sticks no i mean that's the that's the thing you know um the thing is is like there's value in everything there's value in everything like so we in other words well first of all there's no such thing as force free that's called impossible it cannot be done there is no such thing as force free force free is a marketing slogan Anyone that says they're a force-free trainer is a liar. So now, now they're unethical. Because you, what, do you not put a leash on your dog? Of course they use a leash. Okay, well, then you're using force. You're keeping the dog from free roaming. You're forcing the dog not to go a certain direction. You know, But they'll, they'll try to do a play on words. Well, that's not force. I'm like, sure it is. Yes, it is. You're thinking the word force is a bad word. When it's just a neutral word and you have attached a definition to it, but I will attach a different definition to it. So our definitions thing. But also we we use food and clicker and positive reinforcement way more than we use punishment. I just put up a video today of how we teach heal. Like all clicker and food. Yeah. How do you think we teach dogs how to do stuff? All with a reward-based system. All of it. So there's important information that they have the information they that they don't have is how to fix an unwanted behavior but also how to be polite to people that's i'm sure there are some but that's a pretty good wide paintbrush stroke that says they're so stuck in their ideology that there's no other way to do it and if it doesn't work it's the dog or the owner's fault and have you ever thought maybe it's the training philosophy mm -hmm. next um, Bros, if the dog said politics, then the hush. I know, I know. I stay away from it. Peter, when are you coming to Vegas? Um, Vegas will be planning for 2021. 2020 did not happen. Uh, the, we were held, it was being held at a casino, and so, like, the casino was closed down. So, we'll be figuring out in 2021 when we're going to be coming back to Las Vegas. Next. Balanced Bloodhounds. Thanks. We'll correct on walks. Hoping she also returns to not being aggressive after the pops have weaned and moved to their permanent home. Probably, but keep an eye on it, though. Keep an eye on it. And I'll tell you what. Let's So, balance bloodhounds. Let's train up the dog right now. Like, I don't want to think negatively. Let's pretend it's not going to go away. So, let's train the dog up so it does go away. Next. $10 top chat. It's also 8 o'clock. Um, Broseph the dog. Thank you both very much for everything. Learn through your channel. Have a great night. Oh, thank you, Broseph. Broseph, thanks for all the great, wonderful comments you leave on our YouTube channel. Also, it is 8 o'clock, and the show goes till 8 o'clock. Also, um, it's dark out now. It's, it's already so dark weird. out now. And um, uh, to, oh, to, to, not be, to not be snarky to the person that asked if we're um, from uh, in the same room, yes, we are. And we're, we are both in Providence, Rhode Island. 
um, which um, I love this whole world, but I'm absolutely proud to be in the United States of America. All right. Take care. Good night. Okay. Good night. Bye-bye.